Welcome to Sister Saving Sisters podcast, conversations that heal, impacting lives through conversations that heal the soul. Sharing my personal cancer journey as I dig deep and unpack experiences rarely talked about. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Robinson. Let's pull up and talk. Let's talk. No matter how you feel, maybe you have been Hey, Simone, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, sister? Wonderful. I am so excited, guys. You are joining us again today for Sister Saving Sisters podcast, Conversations That Heal. We have a special guest, Spicy, with us today. And this beautiful sister, Sophia, uh, I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about you. But I first want to say this topic that we're going to be talking about today is the color crisis. Yeah. With health equity, yeah. right? Is it really a color crisis? Yeah. But Sophia, let me let me just touch a little bit. When I was reading your bio that you share with us, right? Okay, this sister, amazing sister. She is a public health professional, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, I looked at her different degrees in health, Honey. public health. I was uh, like, Ugh. teach okay. me. <laughs> I said, oh, teach what? Teach and, you know, because you know, cause Simone is a trauma <laughs> therapist, right? So. She brings a whole different perspective, right? So wait a minute. So Sophia, I was like, you are moving and shaking in St. Louis. Let me tell you when it comes to public health and health equities, right? So look, she has a master's degree in public health from St. Louis University. But first, she graduated from Howard University. Uh-huh. I saw uh-huh. that. I saw, I saw that. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. She's an AKA. Oh. HBCU. Yes. <laughs> my daughter's an AKA and an HBCU. So right? we're going to yes. link y'all up. Some kind oh, of my goodness. Yes. So that's amazing about this sister. She also has a master's degree of healthcare administration from Webster University. Amazing sister that's going to take us through some conversation today, conversations that heal the soul and kind of like just dig into what we don't talk about, Mm -hmm. about health equities. Mm -hmm. Can I share one piece? Come on. Not only is she educationally Mm. enlightened, Mm. that shows us that you did the work. Come on. But she's also just regular down. Yes. Beautiful, open, kind, sincere and present. Yes, absolutely. I love everything about it. Yeah. Sophia, I, I shared with Simone the clip. You know, we sh- we saw your news clip that you did yeah. on Fox mm-hmm. Two, and I shared it with Simone. And Simone said, "This sister is delicious." Delicious. That's my word. <laughs> so if we, if we get the delicious pass, listen. <laughs> only you know what delicious is it. to you. But you get a nice plate. I have to have sweet potatoes yes. <laughs> with some kind of meat and some vegetables. <laughs> Winning. We're, we're not too far away from Thanksgiving. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. But yeah. No, but yes. Sophia, can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Nicole and Simone, for that introduction and just sharing with the people, you know, a little bit about me. I was on a call a little bit, you know, a couple of days ago and I was saying, you know, we don't share as women enough about who we are. You know, it's like, oh, I'm this person. I, I This is my education. You know, I work for this organization, X, Y, and Z, and we need to do a better job at empowering ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And empowering others to other women to share like fully, like, what our identities are, what are some things that, you know, I'm really proud of. So you both mentioned, you know, some of the things that I'm super proud of, I'll just add to 
Um, I have a husband. His name is Cameron. He's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And we have, he's actually with the boys right now. We have two sons, uh, Cade, who just turned four uh, at the top of uh, Monday and Clark, who is four months old. So yeah, so we are um, rocking this parenthood thing. And one of my brags is that, you know, all the time, I don't feel like I'm killing motherhood, but I really, (laughs) if I sit back and think about it, like I am killing motherhood. You are. Loving that. (laughs) You are. Yeah. Um, you know, I, um, am, uh, I got my degree from Howard in cultural anthropology. So I love all things, people learning about other people. And I think that that and their behaviors and why they react and respond uh, in the way in which they do to, to certain things. And I think that that bleeds over into the work that I do today and just my love for people, my love to, um, for engaging, uh, with the community. Like you said, Simone, just being present. I think that really hit me and I'm just like, yeah, I am. That is who I am. Like, trauma therapist. I, I feel everything. Yeah. I feel like everything. I feel everything. I feel and, everything. You know, when, uh, everything, but it, and when we when you came it's on, like, that's not who you are. That's not who God created. You. And so, you know, I think that that is those are some core. That's a core thing. Um, and I think that that, you know, about myself and I think that that uh, really resonates with the work that I do today and the reason why I do the work that I do, um, which which is, you know, doing public health work and health equity work. So um, I love it. So that's a, that's that's who I am. Yes. Beautiful. Can I say her secret? Yeah. yeah, she's perfect. Yeah, she's perfect, man. I feel everything. She's so present. I'm trying not to just go nuts, but can can you come back before we, before we start today, can you come back? (laughs) Absolutely. We want to play. Pour pour into me, pour into me. I love that. (laughs) No, it's amazing. So, so can we go ahead and just start and can absolutely you tell us, tell Simone and I, Mm. what is health equity? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So health equity, how I would put it, um, is is super different than equality. And I'm not talking about finances or the, you know, money or whatever. I'm talking about um, or when you hear health equity, it is the need of every individual. So what it, you know, and giving everyone exactly what they need in order to have the best health health outcomes. essentially that they deserve. So a lot of people get that confused um, and they, you know, they're saying, well, you know, well, they have access to healthcare. Well, not everybody has access to healthcare. Um, Well, they have access to, you know, federally qualified health centers. Yeah. But do those federally qualified health centers have um, the best services? Um, Are they resourced as well as, um, uh, an academic institution uh, would be resourced or, or a hospital um, that is ranked top would be, do they have access to that? And so in a nutshell, it's literally giving every individual exactly what they need. And that looks different across the board for everyone. That looks different even for the three of us in this space right now, you know, because we all have different needs. So that is, you know, how we need to, that's, that's what we should understand, you know, your audience and, you know, anyone really should understand that, you know, health equity is not the same as equality. Equity is not the same as equality because you could still give people the same thing, um, and they still not be, you know, advancing, um, uh, to, 
feel and be liberated. Which kind of brings me just a little bit, Sophia, into what we talked about in our previous podcast session about the, the way you broke down equity is just ugh, opened all this up in my brain. And I don't want to get us off, but about the concept of um, the research that's being done specifically in Africa. Um, mm-hmm. about how black women African of African descent uh, receive diagnosis, what it does in the brain, but also mm-hmm. the process of the diagnosis, the treatment, the medications, and then the outcomes, right? And then we're mm-hmm. not monolithic. We all, like mm-hmm. you said, the three of us mm-hmm. could receive the same diagnosis, same date, same age, same weight, same background, and still not respond to the medications and treatments the same. So the equity piece and what you mentioned means that... I, there's a humanistic standpoint, you know, we talk about in therapy, like person centered mm-hmm. approach, you know, absolutely. I'm just cause yep. I'm black, like Nicole and Sophia, and we might all be from St. Louis or whatever. Yeah. Person centered mm-hmm. approach is about equity. That's the equity. equity piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that is what, you know, a lot of, um, some providers, um, who have this knowledge base about themselves and they're just like, aware, you know, that humans are not monolith, people are not a monolith, we all come from different backgrounds, they're especially in the medical space, really trying to get others to understand, you know, like, we have to come from this patient centered or person or human centric um, uh, core or approach to every patient, because things are, it's not a one size fit all, right? right? Like, healthcare and services and resources, Um, are not a one size fit all. And I don't want to, I can keep going and going, but I don't, I don't want to like, you know, bleed over into other things that we're, we're going to be talking about. But, and and this is why it's so important. And to be quite honest with you, when uh, you, you have that one size fit all approach, it is the reason why our society is where it is today. When we are um, looking at health disparities, health disparities that we've been trying to unravel and dismantle for years. Yes. Right. And it's just like, well, it it feels like almost like insanity. Like you keep trying and doing the same things over and over again with the same result. And it's not a different outcome. Can we we add to that? Like even the other part of it, is this why this inequities or these inequalities um, is a crisis for the African-American community is, is, is the, insanity of doing the same thing all the time for all people as if it's solution-based. Is that why it's a crisis in our community? I think, I think that's a great question, Simone. And I think this is something that we definitely need to unpack. You know, people get tired of hearing about racism and things of that nature, but racism is real. You know, I think that, you know, I think that um, you look at the medical if you look at the historical landscape of just medicine, right. Um, And even how, you know, I'll speak for the, I'll speak for black people in particular, you know, we have been treated less than for a very long time, you know, all the way you you take it back to slavery. Right. And so like the insanity to your point, Simone is, you know, yes. And why do we continue to get in the cycle of insanity? And I think that it's honestly, I think it is rooted in um, systemic racism, systemic yes. prejudice. Mm-hmm. I think that it is rooted in mm-hmm. white supremacy. I think yeah. that it is rooted in 
implicit, explicit bias, um, you know, and I think that is also rooted in capitalism, you know, when we really think about it. And so, you know, know, it's all of these things, you know, especially, and I want to be clear, like health equity and health disparities, like health inequities, it impacts everyone, Everyone. but especially when, but who are we talking about today? Like like you're (laughs) black and brown. That is, that is our audience. Right. And so when we think about what are the drivers that are impacting our black and brown communities um, on a daily basis, all the way from infants to our elderly, right? Because infants are being impacted. Like, it's like infants don't, maybe black babies don't even have a chance, right? Like, so we're thinking about like, what are the root causes? And I think that is super important for us to, you know, as a people to understand, like, it's not just, oh, you know, I go into the healthcare system and it's a fragmented healthcare system. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, oh, you know, um, they don't, you know, they don't, the person in front of me that is providing me this service doesn't really know, you know, what, what they're doing. No, Mm -hmm. it is literally rooted. You have people teaching nurses that black people experience pain at greater levels than any other group. You have doctors, um, in med in, uh, or pre-med students learning the same thing. Yeah. It is rooted. It is systemic. rooted all the way back. <laughs> it's systemic and deeply ingrained. Yes. And so I think that that all couple that is all coupled with, you know, um, you know, so why do we keep getting into this cyclical, mm-hmm. uh, out of insanity. And I honestly think that it's because it's because no one wants to face the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that because you know, what, it, what it would cost people, Ooh. what it what would, it would cost, cost to face the Ooh. truth, Ooh. what, would, what it it would cost? cost to face the truth. Right. Exactly. And I think that people need to humble themselves yeah. and get rid of the ego. Like if you're in the business of serving people, yes. right? Like you're yes. in the business, there are healthcare organizations out here that have these big mission, um, mission moments and, um, and purposes about their organization. Like we are here to serve all people. Absolutely. Yet when you peel back the layers, that is not what is happening. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so we have to be, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And that is again, why it's so important for, folks like myself who work in the healthcare space, um, allies who really want, who really care to the core about serving all people. That is why it's important for us to capture data, Uh um, especially data stratified out by race, Uh age, all these different diversity dimensions and all these different demographics, zip code, all of that so that we can begin to strategize around, you know, how do we decrease or eliminate the issues um, that, you know, folks are showing up with in our society. And I think what you mentioned about the 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 data mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. uh Sophia, is is just Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> it rolls off so much easier. No, I'm I knew sorry. It. Yeah, me. I know what you meant. I know what you um, meant. <laughs> the data is so alarming. We were just doing a, a a Zoom presentation the other day on on the lack of mental well being um um equity. Mm-hmm in the black community, yeah. right? And so the data yeah. that is presented is cannot lie. So I love no. that you brought that up as a person who is in the healthcare field Absolutely. and understanding and from my education as a licensed professional counselor that is I'm a trauma therapist. I work with survivors of everything, right? Mm-hmm. But understanding trauma and how it is this this diagnosis of cancer, breast mm-hmm. cancer in particular, mm-hmm. um is sitting yep. 
mm-hmm. which we talked about last session, sis. Yes. How it sits with us in our body. Yeah. Yep. What are you, what are yep. your thoughts on how we in the community are coping with mm-hmm. the traumatic oh, wow. insanity? Oh wait, Sophia, so of look, not being seen. So Simone, I got to share with her what the when Simone asked me a question in our last session, yes. she asked me <laughs> about my diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And so we talked about different triggers and things of that nature. So she noticed when she asked me about when I was diagnosed with stage four. So I told mm-hmm. her that I always have to un I put it in the back, right? I don't. It's not up front. So when she asked me the question, my whole physiology just kind of changed, right? I kind of wow. went in, it came, like it's this. like a heaviness that came with she it. She right? answered me, but her whole body came, came right? right? So, mm-hmm. so it kind of just leads into how black and brown communities, how we're impacted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I've had to deal with my own inequities as being an African-American stage four patient and not just having access to treatments and mm-hmm. having to be my own advocate right to get treatment right which, which as a therapist Come on. to advocate for myself yes. while I simultaneously yeah. do not feel well yeah the equity, I don't feel equity. well yeah yeah I can't figure it out in my body physically yeah. or mentally and I have to go to doctor's appointments yeah to talk about mm-hmm. something that I don't quite understand, sure. don't want to accept, mm-hmm. I don't have the energy, yeah. and I have to advocate and ask the doctor to explain Gosh. what you just mm-hmm. said to me. Yeah. And what do I have yeah. to do with this? And what does yeah. that mean? And there's not enough research yeah. on me and my people Yeah. for you to even answer yep. me clearly and correctly. Yeah. That's a fact. That's yep. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But all of what you have said, you, you know, you both have said like, Nicole, especially like, we're all educated right on this call. Yeah. And black women are one of the most educated groups in our country. Right. Yet, And still we are faced with these, um, these unacceptable Atrocities. I was going to say atrocities. I think you're my sister, daughter. You know, you know, you know. Goodness gracious. We are met met with, you know, and it's like, we are not thinking about that when we go into the healthcare system, though we might be educated or whatever. Like, those are not like, we're thinking about like immediately, like what's happening with us. Exactly. So, even, you know, uh, you know, with me, I had an experience with, um, with my, with my newest son. Yeah where I wanted, I had a C-section with my first son. And we know that, you know, if you don't know, but even for the listeners, um, if you don't know that maternal mortality and infant mortality for black women, black women. and black babies, mm. it, it, the disparity is so great. Wow. Which is what even my mom thought you, before yes, she wow. yes. Yeah. Even if, even if like I have three degrees, right? Yeah. I am so much more educated and should be able to come out on the other side mm-hmm. of having a baby alive, right? right? But you know, it, black women are four times more likely to die mm-hmm. giving childbirth or after giving childbirth than a white woman who only has a high school uh, diploma wow. or a GED. Wow! And then, so then you at you start to ask yourself, like, what in the world is going on? Like. The quote, like black women are the most disrespected group in America. Facts. Like, right? Like, so even when we, <laughs> go, we gotta get some props. I know we need we some meters some facts, that go you know, up facts here. Buttons. <laughs> facts. You know, mm-hmm. 
And that and that disrespect looks differently across the board, yes, right? Ma'am. So like when we go into the healthcare system and we're presenting with, you know, um, suspected breast cancer or we're presenting with high blood pressure and we're yeah. pregnant and or we're presenting with, you know, um, uh, like Serena, you know, Williams, who experienced the same issue while she was in, in the hospital giving birth to her daughter, nearly almost dying. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and she is wealthy. And she has access, we but yet and still we're <laughs> brushed on. off. We talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. education. Well, so I do this work. I do this research, right? I, and a part of this yeah. was in the healthcare system as until yes, Friday. Right? <laughs> uh, I got a new position. But anyway, um, thinking about the, the in, inequality and mm-hmm. inequity yeah. um, across the board, what she said about education, wealth, mm-hmm. knowledge information and the more it seems like the more black women Mm -hmm. advocate for themselves talk about it yes the worse their care is i'm like what is is happening how is this happening yes and so that is where it cut like you know that's when you see the research you know as well when you're when you're thinking about unconscious bias or bias in the healthcare field right um and and unconscious bias that is presented uh, towards you by a provider. I was just doing a, a Zoom the other night. I think it was 7 p.m. and there's a brother in North Carolina. He said, I go to bed at night. Y'all, he was so bad. I'm going to send y'all his email. So, <laughs> some, the brother was so bad. And then another young guy, uh, Brandon Johnson, is in Baltimore. Yeah. And he talks about the disparities, inequities, okay. in mental health care. But it, okay. Suicide Uh-oh. Prevention Month was September. And the suicide rate for Black males, which you know, mm. yes. Sophia, Sophia, we can, we can mm. keep doing this. Mm. We could keep doing this because I know mm. she knows this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the numbers are yeah. alarming for black Alarming. Males. For black alarming. Up 17% wow. in the last. Wow. 71%. Wow. I'm sorry. 71% in the last two wow. years. Wow. haven't had any idea. And, you know, that's one That's one area that I'm not well versed in, like suicide for yeah. black men. I'm going to send you the um, link, okay? I'll share it through please. the email that we had. And it's just. When you see these guys talk about it in the research, and I did a lot of my own heart work, you know, mm-hmm. trauma work, but I'm passionate, so I didn't have all of my slides. But <laughs> listen, the link is yeah. short and it's delicious. It was yeah. delicious. Send me that. That'll be that'll be really helpful. You know, like anecdotally, you know, these things are happening because you see it all the time on mm-hmm. Facebook, social Correct. media. You know, the yes. me- the media really isn't capturing no. it. Um, you know, honestly, no. just like they don't capture. Has the media uh, ever yeah. talked about the health no. disparities and inequities no. for black women in terms of the research that you do? No. What my sister has dealt no. with in her own breast no. cancer diagnosis and what I've done, no. what have you ever seen it on a news station? Mm. When we talk about disparities, we talk about black killing, which is not higher than white on white killing, Asian on Asian killing. Mm. Do you understand? Hispanic yeah. on Hispanic. Yeah. It's not, the numbers are not higher, but it's Speech. recorded and, and, and the media pushes it out more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very true. And that, when we're talking about bias, right, like in in unconscious bias, like the media plays a big role in the way people view (laughs) other groups. And how women, black women also interpret diagnosis, pain and stress. I've had counterparts, folks that I love, that I work with, white women, white males, I love that believe that, Simone, you just handle things so gracefully. Nope, I just don't lean on you <laughs> to unleash, that's right. to share, that's yeah. right. to cry, yeah, that's right. to complain, none yeah. of that. And so it's perceived 
I want you to talk about this a little bit, sister, okay? It's perceived mm-hmm. that we black women handle a diagnosis of stage four breast cancer mm-hmm. twice very differently mm-hmm. than all other women. It's perceived mm-hmm. that we handle pain and medication and lack of knowledge about the medication Mm. very differently. Is that what is impacting us as well? And is that part of the trauma piece in terms of coping, managing these systemic issues? The belief about black women is a systemic Mm -hmm. issue. Issue. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a piece of it. That's a piece of it. And then, and then, and then unfortunately, because we as black women has heard this, we've heard this messaging for so long, for we sure. begin to internalize that yeah, about ourselves. I know. Like, you know, we it's normalize true, it. it's true, you know, yeah. we normalize it. But at the end of the day, we are human beings. Yes. How could we be how could we handle a diagnosis differently than mm-hmm. a white woman? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, no, it, it just doesn't we are handling diagnoses. Um, all the same. Yes. It's just on the other side, like for, on the provider side, um, you know, your bias yes. creeps in and tells you, mm-hmm. your brain tells you based on past experiences and what people have told you about Black women and just your perception about Black women who show up in the healthcare system. Again, no matter if they show up with a Louis Vuitton bag, no matter yes, if they man. show up, you know, all put together yes, because that is right. one of the things too. I remember my mom going through uh, breast cancer and I told her we were going to a treatment one day and I said, what do you have on? Mm-hmm. Like you need to go back and change mm-hmm. for a couple of different reasons because I don't want people judging you. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and one like I want you to show up like confident, on, like you know what I mean. And so, but even if we do those things, it's still you know mm-hmm. it's still we we still get the short end of the stick, and no so that leaves what. us in, no matter no what. matter what. And that is why we have to you know if able mm-hmm. if able mm-hmm. studies show that. If we have a provider okay. that is similar to us, okay. that looks like us, okay. right? Uh-huh. Right? Because uh-huh. we can, they can better identify with them. And we, as a patient, as a person coming to receive care, we automatically trust them. Absolutely. Because we know like your your sister, your grandmother, your yes. father, yes. your aunt, whoever it may be, your network, you know, you would want them to have the best outcome possible. Yes. You know, it's like, it's, it's that saying, you know, for us, by us, yes. you know, like. Black people are for black people, right? Yes, and so, yes. like, I just feel I would feel better. That's the other piece, the advocacy piece. Like, yes, you can you can advocate until you're blue in the face, yes, <laughs> with a provider that does not look like you, yes, but true. you're still receiving inadequate care, yes. and you still walk away feeling unsafe. Yes. Whatever your unsafe is, however you define it, you still walk away feeling unsafe, right? So, what is the next step? Yeah. At your, you're asking all of these questions, right, to your provider, and it's still, it's still something yeah. still not meshing. Yeah. And so then that is when it's time for us. That's that empowerment piece, right? Oh, and that is why on. it's so important that you, you are all touching have on this everything podcast. we had planned to even ask. I'm telling you, you. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I'm, yes, I'm come do on. it. I just want to tell you, just <laughs> yes. as you're doing this, you're talking to us about how we advocate. Absolutely. And that was our next question. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have, one, it's really important to be armored with this knowledge and information, right? To be aware yes. of, you know, what what we're, what you're up against as an individual, Number right? Um, and, mm. and it's also, we don't talk enough about 
what's happening. We don't talk enough about like our issues, our breast cancer, mm-hmm. our, you know, uh, our heart disease or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. because we have taken on this notion like, you know, quiet is kept, you know, yeah. um, and let's not talk about it. It's taboo, oh, wow. but we have to do a better job at talking about these things to each other. Right. Okay, because so is that number two, when, is that number two? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think, you know, we have to, share we it. have to be able to share, share it. it. So share number it. one is share, share it. it. And simple number form, one you is said to be armored. Yeah. You said to be armored. armored. I heard armored. you. Yeah, she did. Armored yeah. with yeah. the information. Yeah. And then number yes. two, share it. Share it. Share it, share it, share it, (laughs) we're sharing. And and then, and then I think that in those conversations with individuals, you will find that you're not alone. Like there are other people who are going through the same thing. You are never Never alone. alone. Your situation is not unique, right? Like it may be unique to you because you've never gone through it before, but that is why it's so important for us to share. Right. And so then you can understand, you'll be able to understand, yeah, you're not alone. And that person that you're sharing with will have a story, right? Their story and stories heal. Stories heal. I love that. Stories heal. And they open up other parts of the brain. We talked before in another podcast session, Sophia, about uh, where we unpack information and how traumatic memories sit in the brain. And so when you think about the story piece we talked about before, they heal. Mm -hmm. So the more you share your story, sister. Yeah. The more you the share more you, your story, yeah. the more I share mine. Yes. Mm-hmm. My multiples, your yeah. multiples, Sophia's multiples. Yeah. That mm-hmm. opens up something in somebody else's brain. It's a capsule yeah. that they put in the back. Mm-hmm. We bring it to the front. And you know what? This yep. is like a, a combination because this is what conversations that heal. That's yes. what we're talking about. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. So we're bringing awareness yep. to it every time. Yeah, and we're talking about sisters saving sisters. The name is so fitting. Every time the name is so fitting of you all's podcast, Sister Saving Sisters. Well, how do we save our sisters? Yes, we have to identify what the problem is, and we have to be vulnerable. Ah, But I think I think society I think society tells us once again as black women, like you don't be vulnerable. (laughs) You you strong, you yeah. strong, and I tell my husband all the time, like he's he's like you so strong. I'm like I don't want to be strong. I don't want. Like, you know, can you I scream it? Yeah, I'm gonna paint you know, it on my. I, I'm painting it in my room. Yes, <laughs> I yes, don't want to be this strong. <laughs> I'm gonna sing a song. I'm gonna write a song. Okay. I don't want yeah, that. I don't want that. Yes. I don't want. I don't want that, and I don't want to be a you know a superwoman. Yeah. You know that you know has it all together because sometimes I just need to. I just need to like fall to the floor yes come on <laughs> you know, now but or you just said, veg out i want to not think or veg out i want to not, not think, think yeah. for about two weeks she, i mean other people not think she said being vulnerable it's the vulnerability vulnerable. piece that i love it's, that she said because you man. know where i am as a, as a therapist yeah. i believe that people say simone you're so personable or i can just say anything to you it's just because i'm transparent Absolutely. I know yeah. exactly where yeah. I am. I Absolutely. know my mistakes. I know how many more I plan to make. I plan to make them. Okay. okay. So don't yep. even get it twisted. And at the same time, yep. I have no problem sharing how yep. human I am. Come on. Mm, I have good. no problem that's sharing so how human. I don't have to show yeah. out and be something for anybody Come that on. I am not, Come which on. is such a part of this diagnosis, Sophia. Mm. It's such a part mm-hmm. of the advocacy piece. It's such a part mm-hmm. of the how do we deal with the uh, inequities? How do we deal with the trauma yeah. in the community? Mm-hmm. And specifically, how do I cope? Showing up authentic, 
authentically, whether I'm with you all, whether I'm with a group of other experts, because you both are top of the line experts. I'm so Mm. blessed to be in your presence. But (laughs) when I show up in my community with my Mm. people, when I show up with Mm. my two adult, beautiful children, when I show up at churches or group homes or with any other group group of people, a group of white women that I adore and and work with, I want Mm. to be Simone. And so when I share this information with you, Sophia, and I get this knowledge that I got from you today, because you have blessed us, man, you have your (laughs) presence. Y'all have blessed me. You have blessed (laughs) us. But I'm sharing it with everybody I know. Yeah. Yes. That's how we cope. That's how I cope. Yeah. That's That's how how I cope. Yeah. You, you know, and I know we are running on time, but Simone, you, you hit it so perfectly when you talked about authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you even look at, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like that that number three on that hierarchy is belongingness like having that sense of belonging that's so important everybody wants to belong and i think that also plays into um when we're talking about black women and how we show up in the healthcare system and to providers like we don't often we're we we don't often feel as though we belong Mm. right because we're we we already know like yeah and so i think that that prevents us from like speaking up and, you know, that, that kind of, you know, snips our confidence a little bit, even if you know what you know, what you know, you know, you have a provider who is often looked at as like an authoritative figure, you know, you, you're, you're not going to say anything. You, you might not push back and, you know, challenge what they're saying, even if you know the research, even if you know the facts, all of that. And that, that's one more point that I want to make too. Like, you don't have to stay with that provider that you're with if they're not making you comfortable. Oh my! Yes. You do not, please, because that's a that's another part of like you're the consumer, yes. right? Like share you, that with the audience. And, that's a choice. Yeah, you're. That's a choice, yes. and I don't think people are aware. I know I wasn't really aware of that, honestly. Like, oh, this is my doctor, and you know, this person is in network, and this is who I'm going to go to. Yes. Not really thinking about like, you know, well, what if I don't like them? Well, yes. what if I, you know, well, what if I feel like, you know, they, <laughs> what if I feel like I don't trust them? Or, you know, like I was, I did a call yesterday or Thursday to where, you know, they w- we were having the same conversation around um, how you advocate for yourself. Okay. It's asking the questions, it's being armored with the information. Yes. It's, you know, um, uh, having a provider that you feel comfortable and safe with. Yes. Um, but it's also knowing that, you know, if you don't feel safe with that provider, you can get a different provider, yes. you know, and, yes. um, and, and this is, and, and this is if you have a level of access, right. I don't want to walk away with saying like, you know, if you're on, you know, government or state sponsored yes, insurance, please. because, you know, right. That pool is very limited. And this is again, another systemic thing. Absolutely. It's another systemic thing. Yes. Like if, if I am a person, that has government or state sponsored insurance, Mm -hmm. we need to make sure from a policy level that we are including more culturally competent (laughs) providers. Very true. Who take my insurance. Yeah, who take my insurance so that I can have a better pick of the litter. (laughs) Uh I can have a better pick Mm -hmm. of who I'm going to choose as my provider because choice is very important. Choice is important for the well-being of all people. Kids in kindergarten, your baby, your Mm -hmm. infant will choose your breast milk, Similac, Ephemil, whatever. (laughs) Choice is important. When a choice is taken from a human, listen, seriously, on a therapeutic level, it's harming. Which is why the prison system. Absolutely. Okay, I'll t- we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, but which is why prison people come out institutionalized. You say do you want yes. a burger or some fries. 
They don't know because choice has been taken. Choice when you take choice from people, wow. yeah. Sophia, medically, yes. for important things mm. that affect their life, mm-hmm. right? Mm. It's harming to the soul. It's harming. Sophia, oh, we love to the soul. you. We love you. We want I love you, you all. Please don't let us yes. interrupt your day anymore. But we <laughs> no. are running out of time. Yeah, so we good. are running out. Yeah. Sophia, so, so we're running out of time. Can you just give us one parting thought mm. for the community to share on how we maybe perhaps better advocate for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned some things, I, but we have some mm-hmm. points, but we want yeah. your overall last thoughts before we leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I want to think about this and I want to say what's coming exactly to my mind. Say it. And it, it it is really, really, you know, as Black people, as a Black community, we really have to do for each other and do for ourselves and not wait for anyone to come and do it for us. And I think that we really, again, knowledge is power, being armored with that knowledge, however you get it, whether it's from your relative or from someone that you met on the street at the bus stop, whatever it is, like we have to be having these conversations. So we, so that we can take care of each other. Yes. Because we are all brothers and sisters. Yes. And so I think that, you know, that is the thing that I would say and keep on knocking on the doors of the folks who have the power yes. to make these changes and do not stop right. until our legislators yes. and everything like continue to be activists. Everyone is an activist in yes. their own regard. So I would say, you know, let's rally together. Let's hold on to each other. Let's love each other, give each other the knowledge because knowledge is power and keep on fighting for the things that will make us better, yes. make us better as a whole. Cause we're already great. We're, we're already, already great. Delicious. Look, that, like, yeah. that's a, that's delicious. a nice parting message. We're already great. Yes. So, Hey, I want to say one thing really quick. I yes. listened this morning to Aretha Franklin's young gifted in black. Yes. Always remember that we are young. <laughs> yes. we are, some of us are not young, but yes. we are all gifted in yes. black. And that's so important. Yes, so, important. <laughs> so important. So important. So Sophia, so we thank you so thank much you. for joining us for sister saving sisters yes. podcast conversations that heal. Yes. You have been amazing. You have to come back with us. You know, we had, we had a I few will. glitches. Simone, look, tell her. Listen, come back, please. Please come back. I, I'm just thinking about how I we to what I gotta back. do. We gotta come take you to dinner, whatever, whatever you tell whatever. us, we coming, okay? We appreciate hey, you, sister. I'm and there. Congratulations on the new baby. Yes. And Mr. Thank K, tell him so we much. said thank you. And yes. Mr. Cameron, we yes. said thank you from our hearts for this time that we know how important and precious Absolutely. Saturday morning are for <laughs> black families. That's and right. listen. I, I love you. I love you all so much. We I love, love you all so too. much we for thank you for joining us. Join us soon. Sister Saving Sisters Absolutely. Thank you. Bye, Sophia. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Subscribe or follow us in your favorite podcast app. Until next time, stay encouraged.